So, we're up to chapter 10 in Hamshachayim Beis, page 16. And um, <clears throat> we're in the middle of discourse number uh, three. And the theme here is in the middle of discussing how the interface of Atzilut is the interface between the divine and existence. And that interface consists of two dimensions, energies and containers. Because the energies represent so-called the divine, reflecting the divine, and the containers represent the personality of existence. So they have substance and personality, identity. And Natsilis itself, we're discussing two aspects to it. There's an element of Natsilis that's distant, and even more distant from the divine than than than, than the material world, than Bria, the created world, is from Atzilus. And that's primarily the level of the containers in Atzilus. And in chapter 9, he explained how these containers are their personality and how they were created. And everything about them is created with distance, with concealment. As such, it is apart from the divine because it requires a level of concealment to, for this identity to emerge, for it to manifest. So they're created through the symptom, the concealment. They also come from the Rishima, which is the residue, but they don't come in a revealed way. They come in a concealed way. And later he explained how from the Eitz Chaim, which is in the Shara Kudim, chapter, I'm sorry, Shara Gate 6, chapter 5, where he talks about how the containers are a result of the, what was the word I used, the clash, clash. the tension, the clash and tension between the direct light and the reflective light that caused letters to fall, which describe also a sense anything falling, meaning it's apart. It's not just a natural extension that has to break the clash and tension creates something to fall. And as soon as you're talking about that, you're talking about something that's apart from. So all this establishes that the containers are in a reich, infinitely apart from the source. That's why we say, wisdom comes from where? Where does it come from? That type of where is the mystery describing a certain distance and awe. And now we continue in chapter 10. And even though in truth, the containers of Atsilus are also on a level of Atsilus, which is actual divinity. The world of Atsilus is not the world of Bria, of, of creation. It's a world of, of actual divine energy. So now he's going to the other side of the interface. Because remember, on one hand, the containers, he explained in chapter 9 how they are, have their personality and identity. And now he's saying, even though they are also not silas, meaning they also have divine nature, their divine nature. Nevertheless, the godliness, the divine divinity of the containers, it's not a an ex, an extension of an expression an extension of 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 divine 
דהיינו ספשטו סערוס מעניין ספר מייצר בחינת גילוי. Because when you say something extends, and you say something extends like a reflection from the infinite divine light of the source, that's revealed. That's a revealed expression of the divine. When it comes to containers, however, So it's not like the extension of the divine, which comes in a revealed way and in a, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, conscious way. The containers Let me just read this properly. The, 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 the divine nature in the containers is not like the extension of the divine, which means the expression of the reflection of the divine, infinite divine light, which is real. Instead, the containers come through separation and through distance. So they're still divine, but their way of their manifestation is not through an extension. And I'll explain that. Let me first finish reading it inside and I'll explain it. Okay. He's giving an example. Like a spark that is separate from and jumps out from a torch. What does the word mean? Say sparks are jumping. They jump from a torch, and they jump is the word, or they not burns. They um, shoot off. They shoot off. Yeah, yeah, they shoot off. So that's what he's saying. So it's still coming from the flame, but it's a spark. It's not like the flame itself. This spark, it's it's Its actual personality is all fire. Spark is nothing but fire. And it came from the. And, and Shabbat that comes from the ascent, from the, the actual uh, torch. Nevertheless, as a spark, it's separate from the avukah. You know, sparks they jump off, they're off. They shoot out of the uh, out of the the actual torch. And they don't radiate the same way like the flame of the torch itself. So look, think of a torch a moment. So what do you have? A torch is burning. You have the actual flame, and then there's sparks that fly off of it. So the sparks are still originating from the flame, and, and they, all they are are flame, but they're separate from. So they're still divine. In the, in the, that's a good analogy. It's a beautiful analogy. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So. Well, Kamoike and Bechinus and the same thing with the containers. Shene Lekus Mamish. They're actually divine. Like the spark is actual fire. That was imparted from the essence of the divine, infinite divine light. From the level of his ability to create the finite. Nevertheless, So both elements of the spark. It originates, it's, it's actual fire, the spark. It originates from the original actual torch, but it's separate. Same thing here. The containers that Alakus Mamas, they're actually divine. They're separate from the original source. And he qualifies which part of the source 
the source is the, the power to create the, the, the finite, not the infinite, of course, which is the power that creates the containers. Nevertheless, on the other end of it, nevertheless, it comes in a way that's separate from. It's like it's jumped off of the and jumped out of, separate from this from the essence. Whereas the oil, the energy, is not like that. The energy of Atsilas would be like the flame of the torch. The containers are like the sparks of the torch. Like the great Kabbalist, Menachem Kanti is his name. Middle-aged Kabbalists. As he writes, Harakanti. Kanti is an Italian name. The Rakanti explains in writing about the the Indian, the idea of the, the ten spheres, From his great light, his Kalim means the the containers um, sparked off Snetsutsu. Sparkled Snetsutsu. The containers. The Inhai Snetsutsu. The Inhai Snetsutsus. Nitsuts. The word for spark is Nitsuts. Snetsutsus is the process, the verb of something um, sparking off something. You know, something giving off sparks. Sometimes the Snetsutsus can mean. Um, Radiate, but but it's a radiating through sparks, not through actual flame, not through actual light. So I'm just trying to sparks say. shoot out, right? Sparks shoot out. They shoot out of the flame, right? Shoot out of the world. They shoot out of the flame. So it's not it's just a So here too, it's like shooting out sparks from this great energy. It's The sparks. She says the inner snatitsus. This idea of this sparks, the sparkling, the sparkling elements coming out of the original light. Who shains that kamayat silas mamish? This is snatitsus. This sparkling element is not like actual atzilus. Shual derech vayetz min aruach. Because actual atzilus is like we learned, we said earlier is vayetz min aruach. That from his spirit was imparted to the sages, to the skenim, to the elders. Because that which was imparted was a reflection that is bound to its source. Like a flame that's attached to and connected to a coal. So it's not a, it's not a spark that's shooting off. It's actually still a reflection, expression of the the contain of the of the original flame. Mashekin in his snatesus. On the other hand, however, his snatesus, the sparkling of sparks, Hushabab Khinisavdala, they come in a separate from. They shoot off, they come they become separate. Vyashlaimer. So he's bringing here proof from the Rakanti to what he just said, because Rakanti uses that word his snatesu hakeli. Seen from this great energy came of the sparks. Containers are like sparks from the great light. And sparks are separate from as opposed to the actual flame. Yes, flame, and we can say, 
דין השנצץ הוא כעניין לפילוס האסיס שדה קוס אל ישו ואלחזו כנאו. You could say this shooting off of the sparks is like what we discussed earlier when those letters fall from the clash of the direct light and from the inverted light. So we studied earlier, if you remember, he gave that whole, he, from the Yitzchayim. So he gave it. Refracted light. Refracted light. Refracted. refracted. What, did I say? what did I say? Inverted. Oh, sorry. Refracted light. Talk about the sun and the moon. Right. So there's a place where they clash, and that causes the letters to fall. He gave the example of uh, a, two, uh, two, two, uh, a discussion or a debate between two ideas, two people, two great scholars, and they challenge each other. And from that gives birth to another idea that so-called falls out of the clash of the two original ideas. So he's saying that that's how the containers emerge. That's what it says in Eitzchayim. So now he's basically reconciling or explaining that this Eitzchayim that talks about the clash between these two energies, he's saying that's the same idea of these sparks. Because what causes the sparks to spark? Like when it comes to a flame, to a torch, what causes the torch to actually, uh, what causes the torch to uh, to a spark? So you have to either shake it or hit it. You know, I mean, it gives off natural sparks itself, but, the, but a type of clash will definitely cause it to give off sparks. There's some friction somewhere. There's some, some rubbing. There's some friction. Right. <clears throat> so, he's compare, so he's saying that's how these containers emerge, is through the sparking, sparkling, as the Rakanti says. And Yeshima, we can say this is the same idea as those letters that fall from the clash between the direct light and the refracted light. And now he concludes, it's all what it began. So therefore... Even though these containers are actually divine, the sparks are flames, a fire. <laughs> and that's why it's called Atsilis. The containers too are called Atsilis, not just a light the energy. So now he's going to go through a long parenthesis, relatively. Let's just see where it concludes. Yeah. It's a long, long parenthesis. Well, well, 20 lines, 15 lines. Nevertheless, he's going to conclude. I'm going to go to the parenthesis in a moment. Parenthesis ends on the next, next page, the fourth, uh, fifth line. Nevertheless, they're in a form of yeshma'ayin, like something created from nothing, which is something that was a defined entity. Because they are infinitely apart and separate from the original source, like the sparks from the flame. So, basically, what he stated here right now is qualifying the previous chapter. Previous chapter, he made the statement that the containers are separate from and they are distant, infinitely distant from the source. Here we qualify, but even though those containers come from Atsilas, so with the example of the spark and the flame, he explained how it's both. It's both Atsilas, both divine, both flame, but separate from like the sparks that shoot off from the flame. Now the parentheses, which is all in the middle of this. So even though these containers are actually divine, that's why they're called Atsilas. 
So before he finishes the sentence, he's going through a parenthesis. But Mokamacham Avur, in another place, it explains the Yesh that you can say, in another place, it explains that you can say that the containers are at Silas. Why are they at Silas? Not because they are part of the original flame. Well, they are part of the original flame, but the main emphasis is that they are originate from the power of God, the divine power to create the finite. And they're not in any way different from that source. So in other words, God, if you recall, we spoke about, let's say, the power of the hand to write letters. Before it actually writes letters, it has the power to write many, many infinite amount of letters. So the power, the hand has the power to write a defined amount of letters. That's the power of the divine to create the finite. The containers is actually when you actually, when it manifests, when it implements that writing and it writes a certain amount of letters. Here, these are, here, these are the letters. Follow? So it says that elsewhere, it explains why is it at Silas came? Why are the containers only an emanation, not a creation? Because they're, they're not in any way coming to change the personality of that inf- of the divine power, the, 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 the divine finite power, which is absolutely divine. Just like God has the ability to express himself infinitely through light, he also has the power to create the finite. So the creation of a container is God's manifestation of his power to create finite. So it's not something new. It's directly connected to the source. You'll see in a moment why he's saying this. This this, this parenthesis. Not like creation. Not like existence after Atzilus in the world of creation. There, the creation is coming in a distant fashion. It's not the same personality. In the world of Bria, of creation, what's created, which comes through distance, is something that is infinitely distant from the divine. It's a level of yesh, of an identity, a personality that's about me. An individual personality that's a yesh, that has substance. So, in other words, it's a different type of explanation of what he's saying here. Here he was saying that the containers are at Silas. They're light, like sparks, but they're separate as opposed to the flame itself. It says Elsewhere it says that they're one with God, not necessarily with the flame, light. It's one with God's power to create finite. Which really means, well, let's see what he's going with. This. Excuse me. <coughs> Mashenu became Atzilus. The containers of Atzilus, on the other hand, are not like in Bria. The Hagam de Savusim bechinus ein areich, even though they also created distant. Nevertheless, they're actually the divine. So their method of creation is with distance, like he said in the previous chapter, through concealment, through falling, through uh, distance. 
But the personality is absolutely divine. He says, Vahainu, what does that mean? What's the distinction? The Einarikshalhem, their distance, their their infinite distance from the divine, Einubatsamuhusam, is not their actual being. Remember, their expression of God's power to create the finite. So they're not they cannot be in that sense, they're very close to the divine. They're divine finite. In Atsilas, the containers, it means the method of their creation is through distance. But not that the containers themselves are distant. The containers themselves are the expression of the divine power to create finite. But the way that happens is through concealment of the infinite in order for that to emerge. So what he's distinguishing here is there's two elements to distance from the divine. One could be the way you were created comes with distance, but you yourself are a divine personality. Or also your personality is infinitely different, different, distant from the divine. See, the containers of Atsilas always sense that they're divine. The containers of Bria don't sense they're divine. They sense themselves. But in the method of creation of the containers of Atsilas, there requires distance and concealment. Is that clear? Say it once more. When you look at something that is, let's call it not divine, or not, I wouldn't say that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at something that's antithetical to the divine, that's called the human ego, for example. Human ego, it's about me. It's not about God. It's not about higher purpose. Just a moment. When a person is consumed with their ego, with their self-interest, so there's two things that really distance them from God. One is the personality itself is distant. Your whole, you're about you, not about God. But also how you became this way, also is that, how did you become so distant? Because God created you with concealment. He didn't let you see him, God. But, 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 that, but, but one doesn't necessitate the other. You could, be, you could be created with concealment and still be a divine entity. In Atsilas, there's also personality in the containers. But there, they have not wandered off the reservation of their own ego. Their personality is a divine ego, divine, um, uh, divine attributes, chesed, gvura, teferet. So, but they were created also for them to have substance, not substance, for them to have that identity in, in needed concealment of the infinite divine light. But that's only in its method of creation, not in its personality, it still remains divine. Whereas in Bria, not only are you created with distance, but you also act, your whole personality is antithetical to the divine. So, so the containers of Atsilas are not antithetical to the divine. They're actually divine. They're the divine manifestation of the finite. How God manifests in, in finite. How godliness manifests in love, in discipline, in the sky, in the earth. So it's still tools and instruments of the divine. But it emerged through, through distance. Whereas in Bria... Even the personality itself is distant because it's doing its own thing and does not in any way or is not reflecting God's will or God's desire. So like I gave the example I remember in previous classes, think of the artist. The artist wants to create art. To do so, he has to have, obviously his art, he's the artist, the artistic talent, but he needs instruments. He needs a paintbrush, he needs a palette, he needs a canvas. And begins to paint. So now what's happening is his artistry, his artist, his creativity is being expressed through the 
brush through the container on the canvas. All fine and good. For him to do that requires a certain distance. Because if he remains in his creative space, he won't be able to limit himself to hold a brush. The brush requires a certain certain uh, con- containment. So the containment is distance. Because he's not fully expressing all of himself. He has to do it slowly, by stroke, by color, by shade. Okay? But it's nothing outside of him. So the distance is in the process of creating the art, but not in the actual art, is an expression of him. But let's just say now, listen to this. Let's just say somebody comes by and uh, holds a gun to his head. Or suddenly someone takes his paintbrush and says, tell me what you want to paint. And he starts painting and the artist says, that's not what I made. So now, not only has the instrument, is, is not only is the process distant, actually the, the product now is distant. That's the difference. So in Atsilis, you have the process of infinite energy and being contained by containers, expressing it in a contained way. It's divine, but it's apart, because there's a certain containment going on. In Bria, now they're taking, taking its own personality, it's starting to create its own art, not the art of the artist. So, so the substance, the product, is apart from it. Okay? Mm-hmm. See, all this is really explaining the evolution of how we got where we are, this mess, from a divine, infinite unity. You know, it's like a... It didn't just happen. It's a process. Okay. So, this is all, we're still in the parentheses, because it's giving a different explanation here. I'll I'll go back, I'll compare the explanations in a moment. So, um, okay, so Mashenka Mikhailin, even though their process of creation comes with distance, but they are themselves divine. In other words, not in their personality, they're not infinitely distant from the divine. The art, as I just said. <clears throat> the process of how they emerged came with distance. And therefore, infinite separation. But in their actual personality, they're like their source and their root, which is actually mamish, literally divine. And the differences in the divine itself is not infinitely distant because it's all part of the divine. What he's adding here is that even though it's created in a separate way, but once it's, you're talking about his divine personality, you can't really start making gradations in the divine. They're all, they're all elements of the divine, as opposed to Bria, where you have an outside personality that senses its own sense of self, not the divine self. So the containers have a divine identity, but their identity is distinct, and that can only emerge through concealment. The light, on the other hand, is, is, is another level. There it doesn't have any dis- distance. It's, it's, it, it emanates closely, <coughs> And his personality is close. So you really have three levels here. The energy, there's the essence, there's the source. There's the energy, the light. That's just an emanation that comes without any concealment. Or very little concealment. And just expressing the divine. The containers of, that's the other the energy of Atsilas. The containers of Atsilas are like the instruments that I described. Where they come through concealment, but they themselves are still divine instruments. 
So you have, on one hand, they're close by being divine. On the other hand, they're distant because they cre- they emerge through concealment. The energy doesn't have any of those. Both its emergence, its process, and its identity are close. In the containers, the identity is close, but its process is distant. And then you have the containers of Bria, where they're both the identity and the process are distant. So you have one that both process identity are are, are close, that's energy, or you have one where process and identity are distant, that's Bria, and the containers are in between. Process is distant, and uh, and identity is close. Okay? It's similar to. And look into what it's written, what it says in the beginning of the Hemshuk, the classic Hemshuk Samar Vav, which was said six years before this. And written, Shakeim that sills ener bechinus mukhus acher the etzem the gabi bechinus akeim the ak. Here it says that the containers of etzilus are not any separate or different personality fundamentally than the containers of ak of adam kadam and the supernal man, which is the which is the the, the so called the first world that encompasses all the existence adam kadam the hedram etzishalahem. The fact that, they, that their lack of substance, their lack of metzius of substance, shehem rag bechinus shedish neshamas degufim, the containers of ak don't really have substance. They are just what he calls there. They're the source of how the souls go in bodies. So it's not actually a soul and a body; it's the source of it. Hurak mitzad ha'er shemir shem betekaf because that which we spoke about, that there's no substance there, is primarily, or only, because of the great light and energy that radiates there with great intensity. What he explains there is that the primary thing with the containers are really infinitely distant is not compared to the way they are in Ak or the Kayachadvul, the power, the infinite power to the, the, the divine power to create infinite. Their absolute distance is compared to the infinite power of the infinite, of the power of the divine to create the infinite. And also compared to energy that's inside of those containers that is also rooted in the infinite light. Let me explain what he's saying here. So far, what he's added in the parentheses is the following depth. He said that without, outside of the parentheses, he said that the containers are like the sparks. And a spark has two sides to it. On one hand, it's still the flame. Still, it's, it's all it is is flame. It comes from the original flame. But it's separate. It's shot off. The containers come, are, are, are divine. They come from the divine source of the the power to create the finite. And they're separate also in their process. They're created or they manifest in a way that's distant and separate. But since they're, since, they're, since they're sparks, they're still divine. In the parentheses he added that elsewhere, the explanation goes like this, that the containers are not new. They're the same personality as the power of creating the finite. So therefore, they're divine. They're the manifestation of the divine power to create finite.
not like Bria, which is even the process is the process and identity is separate from. And now he's adding from Samarvov what he's saying the following. Samarvov makes the distinction that the containers are similar to and are not infinitely distant from their root in Ak and even Kaya the power to create the finite. Basically, he's, he's reinforcing what he just said in the beginning of the parentheses, but he's adding to it. Where are the containers separate from, infinitely separate from, the infinite light and the, the, and the light that manifests inside of them? Because that is infinite and they're finite. So in a way, this is a different way of explaining it than he explained in, 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 outside of the parentheses. Outside of the parentheses, he still called it light. It's spark. So it's close to the flame. It's, the way it's created is infinitely different, is, is, is through concealment. But it is, I'm saying it's separate, but it's still a spark. Here, you're saying it's not necessarily a flame. It's the, it's the power of the, the finite, the container. But compared to the flame itself, it's infinitely different. But let's see how he, how he, how he concludes this. So in other words, the containers have both elements. They're close, but they're close to the Kayachagvul or to the Kalim of Ak in their source. And their distance is from the energy because the energy is connected to the infinite light. The Yeshlemer, and he's adding now, you could say that the same thing you can say is also the containers compared to the power of inf- of the finite. One second. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, he's changing that. No, no, no. Before you had uh, related it to the, the the power to create the infinite, also. Yeah. Uh, let me just clarify. Till the sum of all, he basically said the following: that the containers. are not a new personality from the power of creating the finite. Not like creation, not like Bria, which, as I said, even its identity is distant and concealed. By Kalim, the identity is not concealed. It's an expression of the divine power to create the finite. Only the process is concealed. And Samarvavi says that the containers are similar and not a separate entity from the containers in Ak. But compared to the energy, they are infinitely distant. Okay. I'll explain this in a moment, but let me just say that, let me conclude. And now he's saying, and Samarvavi adds that, and he's adding now, over what it says in Samarvavi, that you could say the same thing is that the containers are infinitely distant from their source in the power of the finite. Why? How it's before the tzimtzum. Why? Because before the tzimtzum, there's no existence altogether. In any form or shape. Like it says in that, in that 
discourse. Being an Eishis Achkik and the Lifnei Tzimtzum about the engraved letters that are prior to the Tzimtzum. Who that that's a type of engraving, the deepest type of engraving, through and through. You could have engraved letters in stone two ways. You can engrave them in stone, but they don't go through and through the stone. But let's say that the the, the first the, the first tablets that God gave Moses, there the letters were through and through. You understand? On both sides you saw the letters. Follow? Mm-hmm. So there's an engraving, but since it's through and through, there's really no letters at all. So you see that Lifnei Tzimtzum, before the Tzimtzum, the way the containers exist there is completely no existence. Similar to something that's engraved within the stone itself, through and through. So there's letters, but they're completely sublimated, subjugated, sublimated in the divine light before the tzimtzum. What does it mean? There are letters. But because they're through and through, see, when they're not through and through, they still have, they still create a dark shadow. There's a shadow. So there's something that's a little additional. It's true, it's made out of the stone. It's not like written letters. But it's made, it's made out of the stone. But, but, but as they say, nechshach, you see a darkness because they, 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 they're not through and through. When it's through and through, it's letters of light. So there's really no letters. But at the same time, there is something there. It's engraved. But all you see is light. You see light through those letters. You see, there's no dark. You see an aleph. You look through the stone, you'll see the aleph like, you'll see light. So really, is there a letter or there's no letter? So engraved letters that are not through and through, there's more of letter there. Letters that are through and through is more light. That's what he means, that there's no containers. The containers that come as an existence, which comes after the Tzimtzum, and of course in, in, in Ak and then in Atzilus, they're infinitely distant from this type of from this level. But compared to the residue that remains after the tzimtzum. Because in other words, think of it like this. The light, the, it, before the tzimtzum, it's letters of light. So all you see is light. <coughs> the tzimtzum conceals the light. So now you start seeing letters. So there's a residue that remains once the concealment is complete, the tzimtzum. There, now already, you cannot say that the containers of Atsilas are infinitely apart from this residue. So compared to the residue, here you can't say that the containers are fundamental, their personality is also distant. Only the process, as I mentioned before, is a distant process. But the actual personality is one and connected with the residue. And look where it says what it says elsewhere that the real experience, the real sense of infinite distance is compared to atzmus. Nothing, nothing is compared to you. That the real distance is only atzmus. 
He's just qualifying that by, by, by that he's qualifying by saying that everything is really infinitely distant. When you talk about Atmos, the real distance is the essence itself. That everything we're talking about here is more relative. So what's he saying all of this? is all in the parentheses. Basically, in this concentrated piece that we've just read, there's a whole bunch of explanations going on here. But let me just spell it out in simple English. The issue here, when you talk about energy and containers, is how much... I mean, we're talking about the interface. So you want to have an interface where you don't annihilate identity of existence and the individuality of existence. And at the same time, you don't want to compromise the divine. So how do these two meet? Which is the entire dilemma of the whole Ayin base. So in this chapter, he's setting the stage by explaining that containers have two sides to them. They must have identity or else we have no existence. Energy alone doesn't allow for enough identity. Energy alone, the divine, or, as we spoke about, is expression of the divine. So it's more like the representative. It's the divine representative. Containers is our representative of identity. But identity itself, what he's, what he's struggling with here, what he's trying to figure out, and this is what he says. On one hand, the containers are separate from. On the other hand, they're divine. So the initial explanation was very clear that they are like the sparks from the flame. They're fire, but they're separate. They come from the source. They're, they're even a reflection of the source because they're fire, sparks, like the original source. They're not something, some foreign uh, uh, substance, but they're separate. So here you have both elements. The container on one hand is, has a divine element, but they still have their identity because as long as the, if the sparks were not shoot out from the flame, they have no identity, and we won't have an existence. So we need them to separate from. But the separation right now is only in its process. Its identity is divine. Then he goes on to explain In a way that the containers are actually more apart, more identity than we think they are. As the parentheses, where he adds that, well, actually, it goes both ways. You see, let me let me let me let me make something clear. There's two elements to the container's divinity. One is that it's connected to its source and it senses that it has a source. Another that it's an expression of divine, the divine artistry. Okay? Now we want both. Because one could argue, you know what? Why don't we just take our, the world that we have, has identity and individuality, and let us simply recognize that it is an artist that put it here. So it's like a, a, a like there's the there's the clay, and there's the the clay maker that shapes it. But that's not enough because God wants a complete relationship with us. He doesn't just want us to recognize that He's the artist and we're the art. He wants us to have a relationship with Him, with all of Him, and with all of us. 
And that requires more than just recognition of the potter that made the pot, that shaved the clay. Or the weaver that weaved the tapestry. You know, that would be nice, and the tapestry is basically an inanimate, so to speak, subject, recognizing its master. The relationship with the divine and the existence what God wants is there should be more than master and slave, or master and subject. Okay? So for that, we need to have a more integrated and a more detailed relationship to appreciate the divine and to reveal the divine. Because in the, in the example I gave with the clay and the pottery or the tapestry or the art, there, that's it. You recognize the, the, the artist and there's nothing else to do. Here we want the tapestry actually to become saturated and become a, a partner with God in creation and elevate existence and bring new levels of the divine energy into existence. And that, just a piece of art cannot do that. A piece of art can say, I've, not, I've, I've wandered away from you, my artist. I'm back to being your, 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 you're my artist. But for it to have, to add to the dimension, to refine the universe, to elevate it, to bring a new divine revelation, this requires energy, light. You can't just have a container recognizing that it's contained, created by God. Understand what I'm saying? Yep. That's why we need energy. So here's, the, why is this introduction critical? Because this is what he's establishing here in the parentheses. You could argue, you know what? Okay, containers are divine. The question is, the process, however, they were created through concealment, fine. So we have to get rid of the concealment and recognize that this is the artist. Simple. What else do you need? No. He wants the containers to have a relationship even with the light, even with the divine energy, with the revealed divine energy. He doesn't just want them to be subjects and say, you know what? Think of it like this. Here's a good example. Here's a good visualization. Remember I used the example, the hand is writing letters. The hand has the potential to write infinite amount of letters. Now you've written letters, and then somebody take the letters have been kidnapped, taken hostage, hijacked, and they're all doing their own little thing. You know, just as a, an imagery. The purpose of existence is to bring the letters back onto the page. Let's join together. Don't just do your own thing. Mm -hmm. The musical notes shouldn't just jump wherever they want to go. Let's come back together and follow the design of the composer, of the writer, of the <clears throat> author, of the artist. Great. That's not sufficient. Because first of all, that just brings it back where we started. You want more than that. You want those letters to become instruments for new dimensions of art. Not just to uh, straighten out their act. Not just the absence of chaos. You want them to become partners and a process, part of the process of the infinite light also. Not just the finite light. And that's what he's adding. That the containers... Initially, he's explaining it in several ways. The containers, firstly, he says, the containers are an expression of that finite power. And their distance is not from the finite power. Their distance is from the energy, which is infinite. So their journey is now to connect also to that energy, but it's infinite from it. But they need to connect. So we have their identity, their identity is close to their source. That's one explanation. So we have both elements. The containers have to get aligned with the with the divine artist who put them there, those letters. And as far as recognizing energy, the energy is infinitely apart. So they have a sense of awe of the divine. 
That's one way to look at it. This is in the parentheses. Outside the parentheses, the main focus was that the, that the, the containers are apart. They have their identity. But they're essentially part of the light. Here he's going, no, the light, they're not part of the light. The light is the infinite light. The containers don't know anything about that. All they know about is that it's distant from us. See, in the example of the spark, you can say the spark knows it's, it's, it's flame. It's not as powerful as the original flame, but it's nothing else but a flame. It's apart from. Here in the parentheses, he's adding, no, it has an identity, and that relates to the source of the identity. But the, the, the flame, flame is infinite. It's a, I mean, obviously, the spark analogy doesn't work there. Right, right. But, but think of a spark that's coming from an infinite torch. The infinite torch says, you, you and I don't speak the same language. You just came from one component of us, which is called a finite nature, not our infinite nature. So the infinite is now apart from it, which, of course, on one hand is great because it expresses the divine awe. But on the other hand, the, the container has no relationship with it except through distance. Not only in the process, also in its identity. Or actually, he's saying not in his process, but in its identity. What does he say here in the parentheses? Okay. No, he doesn't talk about that energy. At this point, he's just saying, okay, so now we have that the containers are identity-wise connected to that finite source. That's great. Now comes the additional part. But compared to the energy, they're infinite. They're apart. It's only compared, and here he goes even deeper and says, even the source of the finite power, even the artist, they don't really relate to. Because the artist is not really defined by, it's like the letters that are engraved through and through. They're letters of light. He's not defined by this, by this piece of art. So what do the containers reflect now? They only reflect the divine power of infinite after the tzimtzum. The residue or the source in the containers of Ak, as he put it. But compared to the light, and especially the light the way it is in its source, containers can only sense a sense of awe and distance from it. And even, he adds the parentheses, another parentheses within the parentheses, even compared to the source of the of the artist's power to create the finite, because it's there's no existence of letters there, there's no containers. So we have now the containers essentially are much more he's lowered their status. In a sense, they lower their status, they're more identity. They relate to higher levels, they're still divine, but they're a divine connected to the finite, but the finite after the symptom. So there's an interpretation they connect to the finite before the symptom. Even in, even their identity and, the, and and only the process is separate. And now he's adding that even their identity compared to the power of the finite before the symptom is also distant. And then he adds that last line, which seemingly is adding that the truth is, real distance is only atmos. 
which really implies that even the energy, even though it says in places that containers really sense that infinite distance, whereas the energy doesn't sense it. That needs a little more studies. What is he trying to add? It seems like he's trying to add, let me see. Well, it's, it's, it's connecting to before the parentheses. I think he's trying to add that the containers are infinitely distant from the infinite light and from the light the way they are comes into those containers from the infinite light. Look somewhere else. Look elsewhere where it says that real energy is compared to atmos. Okay, it's it's a qualification that it's not just the energy that it's infinitely apart. It's infinitely apart from the source, actual source. The point, bottom line, is that the containers have both elements. There's a similarity, but it's not like I said. He's lowered its status here, but that, make, that makes it more identity and more part of our existence. So it has that benefit of the interface. Mm-hmm. And the other, other explanation is as an elevated status. The containers are more divine and maybe less identity. So they both have their advantages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now back to outside the parentheses. Nevertheless, even though they're at silas, however you explain it, whether they're at silas, meaning that they are divine, whether we say they're divine because they're like the spark, so they're divine in nature, like the original flame, like the light, or they're divine because they are reflective of the power of the finite, or they're divine because they're reflective of the power of the residue and ak. Either way, on the other hand, nevertheless, nevertheless, there's still something from nothing. They're an ex- they're a yesh. Excuse me. They're a yesh. They're substance, identity that came from nothingness. They're like a creation. Why? They are finite. Because they're defined. That have no infinitely distant and no comparison to the divine infinite light. Not only is their personality infinitely distant, but also the method, the process that we discussed. They're created in a in a, in, in, a, in, in an infinite distant way. Like he said earlier, and 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 more than the distance between this lowest world of asiya, of action, compared to atzilus, is atzilus those containers compared to higher than atzilus, the ancient rather, the infinite. So yes, so they're, they're that, that that's how distant they are. They're closer to our existence than they are to the infinite. Because the containers of Tzilas become the nefesh roch neshama, the soul, spirit, and and uh, soul, spirit, and life of the worlds of Biyah. So the containers actually are the beginning, the energy of the lower worlds. 
Everything that's created in our worlds of Biyah all comes from the containers of Atzilus, the Iyu Vegamuyichad Livre. Because He, God, is one with His containers to create. The Bechinus Iyu Hu Lamailam Megedra Nevraim. Iyu, He, God, is higher than the than the than the status of the cre- of the creations. Or Bechinus Garmuyi, which means literally means bones, but it means here containers. And the level of containers who That's already how he God manifests in something that has a relationship with the creations. Like it tells elsewhere, the that the godliness that unites with the containers who It's a level that is beyond number. And Gemur, the containers are the level of number, of the finite number. So, beyond number connects with the number. And also the reflection of the divine that reflects through the containers. Mavur Sham is explained there in the other place. That you can say that also has manifested number. That's the Shir That's the That's the the how is height, the the parameters, the measurements of the height, the parameters of creation of existence. So what he's saying basically is that godliness manifests through the containers is like the infinite is manifested through the finite, and when it manifests, it becomes finite, and that's how it creates a finite par- parameters of our existence. <coughs> That means that there's some erech, there's some connection between what? Between the containers and the worlds that it creates. Because they're, they're the instruments that create the finite. In other words, think of it this way. This is a good way to put it. Look. The finite world is closer to a piece of art, a defined piece of art that, that God creates then the, then the defined piece of art God creates is to the artist who is infinite. You see? Because yeah, you could argue the other way around, that his art is closer to him and distant from the existence. No. When he manifests in the containers, that's the whole point here. The containers, bottom line is, even though they're atzillus, they're divine, that's why he was focusing how he's lowering their status, so to speak. But they are closer. to Because, let's say, this artist... Is let's say making a picture of a farm, or of a sky, or of a sunset. Even though the artist is an infinite artist, but the sunset is the image of the sunset that he's creating is closer to actual sunset and all of existence than the artist to him. So the containers, in that sense, are are closer to existence than they are to the divine infinite. But the containers of Atzilus, compared to the infinite light, are, are, are infinitely distant. So that's understanding, in other words, existence. Even the divine element of existence means the artistry of God in this defined existence is also very distant from the essence. That's chapter 10. Let's do the summary. You know you're going to be. The summary goes like this. Even though the containers are also Atzilus, 
Nevertheless, it's like sparks, like sparklings. Sparks means separate. I and Rushitus have Menachem Rakanti paid a gimel. Look in the, the, the discourse, which is at Samach Tzedek's discourse from about the three about the opinion of Menachem Rakanti. There's three. It's called the discourse of the three opinions. Through Gimel Shittas. talks about three opinions on the on the power of energy. Chapter three. So in the in the actual discourse here, in the actual chapter, he just said he referred to Rakanti, Menachem Rakanti, as the one who explains the spark idea. Here he's referring it to the, the look into that discourse in chapter three, which I shall I will I will subsequently do. Like a spark that's the same personality, it's flame, but it's separate. And that's why the containers, compared to their source in Ak and Adam Kadman, the primordial man, the AC Sarashima, and the letters in the residue, they're not a separate entity. But compared to the energy, the infinite light before the Tzimtzum, and also compared to the Rishim, the residue, or the, the, how the residue was before the Tzimtzum, before the concealment. Are they infinitely distant? And even more distant than the distance between Asiya, the lower world, to, to Atzilus. This is, is going to conclude here with the containers, and chapter 11 is going to continue now with energy. From the summary, I have to add, it's not really, he's, the way he's interpreting not really different interpretations. He's not downgraded the status. He did not downgrade the status of the containers. The parentheses amplifies the point, because without the parentheses, he's just making the general point that it's separate from. The parentheses discusses the separation, so I just want to qualify. Initially, I thought it was like different levels of explanation. I think it's the same explanation, but it amplified. There is in the parentheses, however, two ways, for sure. One is that they are that they are compared that they are not infinitely distant from the power of the finite, and according to some of they are, or the Yeshlemer that he says in some Okay, we'll stop here. Chapter ten, which is today, page fifteen and uh, I'm sorry, sixteen and seventeen, and we continue next. Will be chapter eleven.